Welcome to Elevate Your Direct Sales Business with Kelly Northcott. I'm your host, Kelly Northcott, and I'm so glad that you're here. I've been in the direct sales industry for over 20 years. When I was in the field, I was a top performer and leader, and now I have a growing coaching business that helps direct sellers of all titles from all companies build businesses that they love. If you're a direct seller who wants to get more out of her business and have fun doing it, you're in the right place. Tune in each week to learn systems so that you can scale and grow, implement mindset principles and practices to get out of your own way, and get coaching to break through to new levels of your business. In this episode, we're going to talk about your word of the year. We'll talk about why you want to choose one, how to choose it, and what to do with it. I've been doing a word of the year for as long as I can remember. Every year I choose a new word and I use it as my theme for the year. I use it to guide me because it helps me make decisions. Last year, I chose the word fun. And at the beginning of the year, I did a really good job with it. When an opportunity arose that was a little bit out of my comfort zone, I reminded myself that my word was fun and I asked myself, could this be fun? If I had a choice between doing two things, maybe it was cleaning out the garage or going to the beach, I would remind myself of my word and I would pick the thing that was more fun. If I didn't have a choice and the garage really needed to be cleaned out, I would ask myself, how can I make this fun? And the answer might have been listening to some music or a fun podcast. Sometimes the answer was having something fun to look forward to after it. I don't like having a cleaning person clean my house, but I also don't love the act of cleaning. So I like to clean on a Friday or a Sunday afternoon, and I like to plan something fun after it. What you focus on expands. So focusing on fun allowed me to notice fun opportunities. One day I was on Facebook, and one of my customers from back in the day, who still lives in Virginia, was coming out here to California because she was tagging along with her husband who had a conference out here. I messaged her and asked her if she wanted to meet up and we had a super fun afternoon together. I might not have seen that post if fun wasn't my theme for the year. Now I mentioned that I did a good job using my word at the beginning of the year and then slowly, as things like this tend to do, I let things slip. I didn't intend to, but looking back, I probably wasn't intentional about my word And that's what happens when you're not intentional. I passed on things because I didn't feel like I had the time to do them, or it seemed like it would be frivolous to spend the money on it. I even passed on meeting Marky Mark because I didn't feel like driving all the way down, which is really only 15 minutes, to the place where he was talking about his tequila brand. And Mark Wahlberg is my favorite movie star. So I totally missed out on that opportunity. And sometimes I said no to things because I didn't feel like changing my clothes or putting on makeup, or I knew I would have to stay up late to do the fun activity, and I had things I wanted to do the next day. I didn't realize how far I drifted from my word until December. Tad had some meetings in Ventura, and Ventura is about two or three hours from us, depending on traffic. He was going to spend the night and asked if I wanted to go along. There's a hotel a block from the beach that he stays at when I go, and I usually like to spend the day at the beach when we're up there. At first, I said no because I had a conference the week before, and we would have to find someone to watch the dog, and I had work I wanted to get done because I missed a lot of work while I was at my conference, plus I had Christmas stuff to do. But our daughter said that Goose could go to her house, and I realized that being away from my office would give me a good chance to go through everything that I learned at the conference without distractions. So I went. Sometimes when I tag along with Tad, 
we have evening functions with his customers or with his vendors, but there weren't any plan for this trip, so I only packed beach clothes. I packed leggings and sweatshirts. There are a couple of restaurants that we like to get takeout from there, and I assumed that he would pick up takeout for dinner and we would watch a movie in the evenings. Sounds fun, right? I mean, I definitely could have amped it up. So when we got there, I spent the afternoons at the beach going through my notes and watching the waves. When I got back to the hotel, I found Tad checking out happy hour options, and I was annoyed because I thought he was changing all of our plans, and this is not what we agreed upon. I didn't bring happy hour clothes. My hair was windblown and not in a cute beachy wave way, and I wasn't wearing any makeup. And I'm okay with leaving the house without makeup, but if I'm going someplace nice, I want to feel nice and I want to look nice. Our original plan was to go downtown to do some Christmas shopping, pick up some takeout, and watch a movie in our room, which I could do in my beach clothes with my beach face and my beach hair. So we went downtown to look in the thrift stores for a vintage clock that was on my daughter's wish list. We passed a bar that had a sign that they were hosting a miracle pop-up. And these are super fun. A company called Miracle comes in and takes over the bar. They channel Clark Griswold and decorate every inch of the restaurant. They even have a special cocktail menu and they even provide special glasses for all the drinks. Go ahead and Google Miracle pop-ups because they're super fun and if they're in your area, you should definitely go because it's going to get you into the holiday spirit. Now they only have them around the holidays, so wait until like November to go ahead and Google it. We've done these before and we know that they're a really fun time. So when we walked past the bar, Tad asked me if I wanted to go into it. And this would probably be our only chance this season to go because of all the other things we had planned. And I immediately said no because of my beach clothes, my beach hair, and my beach face. As we kept walking, the word fun popped into my head and it started nudging me. And so I said, well, let's look for Lauren's clock and we'll see how I feel. And if it's not too crowded, then maybe. Well, we didn't find the clock, but I actually did have fun looking for it, which is saying something because I don't usually love shopping. Then we walked past the bar again and I said, well, you know what? Who cares? Let's just go ahead and do it. Why am I letting what I look like take away my fun? And why am I letting that take away Tad's fun? It's not like it was a wedding or a fancy restaurant. It's a bar in a beach town. And how I looked wasn't going to have an impact on anyone else's fun. So we went, and it was super fun. I sat on a stool under a ceiling of hundreds of Christmas ornaments. I listened to Christmas music, and I sipped a delicious cocktail that was like Christmas in a cup. I didn't worry about the time it took, the money it cost, what I looked like, or that I still had to figure out how to get the vintage flip clock that topped Lauren's list. I just focused on the fun. And on the way back to the hotel, I started reflecting on my word for 2023, and I realized I stopped living into it, and then I thought about why I chose the word in the first place. I chose fun for 2023 because 2022 was the total opposite of fun for me. It was probably the worst year of my life, even worse than spending my first year of marriage having my husband stationed in Okinawa while I was still in school in D.C., or being pregnant and giving birth to our first child while he was in the first Gulf War. Several terrible things happened in 2022, and the silver lining of them was that I dove into mindset work for myself and then developed programs to teach mindset to the people I coach. And that's great, but it was still a crappy year. And the most significant thing that topped the crap list 
was that my mom was coming to the end of her 19-year battle with cancer. I flew to Pennsylvania right before Thanksgiving to say goodbye to her when she started hospice, and I don't remember last Christmas at all. I didn't even shop for presents, and there were definitely no Miracle Bar visits that year. So when I started thinking about what my word for 2023 was going to be, I knew I definitely wanted to feel different than I felt in 2022, and fun seemed like the best choice. And at first, when I was intentional about it, it was. But looking back, and of course hindsight is 2020, fun is what I wanted, but it wasn't what I needed. I needed to heal. If I could do it again, knowing what I know now, I would have chosen the word release. I had to release control, and my Ventura story is an example of what that looked like. I had to release some relationships, and that was hard, but it was something I had to do. And now that I've done that, I feel so much lighter. And along with releasing those relationships, I had to release my expectations and desires for what I wanted those relationships to look like. Another word that I could have chosen was acceptance. Acceptance that it's okay for things to change and acceptance that I can still love people and not want to have a relationship with them. So for the last couple of weeks of 2023, I adopted those two words and I released and I accepted. And the ironic thing is that the last few weeks of 2023 were really fun. This was the best Christmas I had in a long time. If you watched a movie of our Christmas, you wouldn't have noticed anything special about it. But to me, it was perfect. We watched Christmas movies, and we went out of our way to see Christmas lights. We scoured at least 20 thrift stores looking for that elusive vintage flip clock. And one morning, the idea of checking Facebook Marketplace came to me, and there it was, at a really good price and just a few miles away. On Christmas weekend, we made delicious food and played games all weekend long. And we stayed up late, and I still got everything done the next day that I wanted to get done. I lived in the fun. But in order to do that, I had to release and accept first. I'm telling you these stories for a couple of reasons. First, I want you to be thoughtful about your word of the year. What do you want? What do you need? I wanted fun, but I needed to release first. I was holding on to anger and pain and grief, and I thought I could have fun my way through it. Second, it's okay to change your mind. If your word isn't serving you, change it. If your word is serving you, chances are you'll change. And maybe when you change, you'll outgrow your word. And it's okay to change your word when you outgrow it. Third, don't just choose a word and forget about it. Choose it and use it. Have it be a tool to help you make decisions, to keep you focused, or to remind you of what you want. Put it on your vision board. Make a screensaver with it on it. Turn it into a mantra. Write it on a sticky note and put it on your bathroom mirror. Get an accountability partner and remind each other to use your words. Journal about it. Journal what it looks like when you use it and journal what happens when you did it. And celebrate the benefits and the lessons that you learn from it. My word for 2024 is a natural next step after release. My word for this year is receive. Now that I've released what wasn't serving me and what was holding me back, I have space to receive and I'm ready to receive and appreciate. When I was writing one of the mindset programs I use in my coaching programs called 12 Days to Abundance, one of the lessons is called Receive Abundance. And writing that lesson made me realize I'm not a good receiver. I'm a great giver and I'm good at receiving gifts on holidays or as thank yous, but I'm not good at receiving help or unexpected gifts or favors. I was raised with the philosophy that you have to earn everything. 
I knew that I could have anything I wanted, but I knew I would have to earn it. If someone did a favor for me, I was taught to look for an opportunity to repay the favor. And then when I was writing that lesson, I realized that philosophy wasn't serving me or anyone around me. I like to give, and I appreciate when someone appreciates what I give. And I wasn't letting people do that for me. I wasn't letting people serve me. My kids missed out on opportunities and vacations because it was hard for me to receive free tickets to events, and I didn't have a vacation opportunity to reciprocate. When my husband earned his first incentive trip, I didn't want to go because I didn't want to have to ask someone to watch my girls for a week. I didn't want to have to inconvenience anyone. But the ironic thing was, I loved hosting my kids' friends, and I used to do a Camp Kelly every summer where my niece and nephew would stay with us for a week, and we would do all kinds of fun things. The other ironic thing is that I felt this way for every incentive trip that Ted and I earned. Even though when I asked someone, they always said yes right away. And they had as much fun hanging out with my girls as I did doing Camp Kelly. I'm in a mastermind group, and most of us went to a conference in December for a coaching program that we're all part of. The conference location is about 15 minutes from my house, and our group is spread out all across the country, and two are even in Canada. I offered up my house for anyone who wanted to stay there instead of in a hotel, and Tad brought us lunch every day. And the last night of the conference, I hosted everyone for dinner. And Tad and I appreciated the opportunity to serve. But if the situation had been reversed and I had to come in town for a conference and someone offered me a place to stay, I would have stayed in a hotel because I wouldn't have wanted to inconvenience someone. I would have tried to tip my friend's husband for delivery. And if I was invited to dinner, I would have been stressed out trying to figure out what I could contribute to the dinner. I love serving and hosting, and I do it without expecting anything in return. It's fulfilling and it's rewarding. And my not being a good receiver takes that away from other people. And it tells them and God that I don't appreciate the offer, the gift, or the service. If I want all the blessings and abundance that God wants to give me, I have to become a good receiver. So this year, my word is receive. I'm open to receiving all the goodness that's available to me. I'll graciously receive compliments, feedback, and help. I'll appreciately receive fun, gifts, favors, and opportunities. I'll do it without feeling like I have to repay the giver. I'll do it without worrying about whether everyone else is getting their fair share. And that might sound selfish to you, and it would have sounded selfish to me before I adopted this word. But the definition of abundance is that everything is limitless. There's plenty for me, and there's plenty for everyone else too. I'm not going to be a jerk about it. I'll be a gracious receiver. I'll be appreciative of everything. There's a difference between going into a situation, asking myself, what can I get out of this or what's in it for me and going into the situation with an attitude of appreciation. Here's how my word of the year is going so far. One of the women in my mastermind had an extra copy of a book that we're using in the coaching program. And she asked if anyone wanted it. I said, I'd be happy to take it. Now, I did add if no one else wants it. We're only a few days into the year, so I'm still learning. And she said she'd send it to me, and the old bad receiver me would have said, well, I'll demo you the shipping cost, but I didn't offer that. I told her my word was received, and that I appreciated the opportunity to live into it. And her reply was she was excited to be one of the first people to help me do it. A longtime friend contacted me and let me know that she and her husband would be coming into San Diego for a few days and wanted to know if we wanted to get together. Now, downtown San Diego is about an hour and 45 minutes away, 
and I appreciated the invitation because I only get to see her every now and then. So we met for dinner, and when the check came, Tad put out his credit card, but her husband said, nope, I want to get it, and I said thank you. The other day, two people told me they were proud of me for the things I accomplished in my business, and I received the praise without feeling like I had to justify it. Our neighbors went wine tasting and brought back a bottle of wine for us that they thought we would love, and I simply said thank you. Tad broke the lid to one of my pots, and my daughter has the same pot, and she never uses it. So she gave me the pot and her lid, and I said thank you. We're in a small group, and we meet the second and fourth Thursday of the month. Tad has a business event in Ventura the second Thursday of every month, and sometimes he sets up other meetings while he's up there. I told the leader of the group that we were maybe this week, and I told her why. And she responded by saying that she would talk to the group about switching our meeting days to the first and third Thursdays instead. And the old me would have said, no, don't bother doing that because I wouldn't want to inconvenience everyone. But the new me said, thank you. Each night I've been reviewing my day and acknowledging the opportunities I had to live into my word. And I'm taking note of the progress that I'm making in resisting saying no or feeling like I have to reciprocate when I do receive something. I expect that I'll keep this word all year. It's going to take me at least a year to change a lifetime of my receiving habit. And I'm excited what this word will bring me. Let me wrap up by giving you some tips and reviewing some ideas for a word of the year. Take your time choosing your word and focus on what you want, not what you don't want. That might have been one of my problems I had last year. I wanted fun, but one of the reasons I wanted fun was because it was the complete opposite of what I didn't want. Sit with your word for a while. Try it on. Sometimes the first word is a good idea, but it's not quite right. If you play with it, it might lead you to the right word. One of the members of Elevate told me she was playing around with the word courage. Here's what she said. I have been pondering my word of the year for some time. I had seriously been considering courage. Courage to try new things, to get out of my own way, to get out of my comfort zone. Then I listened to Kelly's podcast on a drive goal by driving to and from my volunteer job and have decided on the word vision. Vision will encompass all of that and more. Once you have your word, be intentional about living into your word. Remind yourself about it and use it as a guide for you. And celebrate what your word does for you and all the progress that you make in your business and in your life because of it. And when your word doesn't serve you anymore, go ahead and change it. I'm excited to hear about your word, so I would love for you to DM me and send me your word or post about it in the Facebook group. Summer is a great time to dive into using the social selling model to build your direct sales business because it's flexible and you can set up everything before you go on vacation so that it works for you when you don't want to work. Most direct sellers aren't using the social selling model to its full capacity. And up until now, most programs that train this model are either mid or high ticket programs or just focus on social media. And most direct sellers aren't ready to invest thousands or even hundreds of dollars into a program until they have some success under their belt. So they end up investing in social media training that gives them good information about the platform, but doesn't help them build their direct sales business because the program wasn't designed for direct sellers. And this is why I've created a program that gives direct sellers the systems, tools, training, coaching, and support that they need so that they can learn how to work with a social selling model and have it work for them, even when they want to take time off from their business. 
The program is called Energize, and it's the opposite of everything I don't like about social selling programs. It's month to month, and it's super low ticket. Right now, it's only $7 a month. And I priced it that way because I want it to be accessible for all direct sellers. Signing up for this is a no-brainer. And even if you have the busiest summer of your life plan, I encourage you to sign up and jump in when you can because it is just $7. You'll have access to everything as long as you're a member, so it'll be here when you're ready for it. I created this program with the everyday direct seller in mind, the one who works your business in the nooks and crannies alongside everything else that she does. But it's really for all direct sellers because all direct sellers, even if you're using the party model or building a team, need to use all aspects of the social selling model to support everything else that they're doing for their business. The lessons are short and you can binge them or watch them in nooks and crannies. Plus, you'll have access to me so that you can get as much support as you want applying the content. And this summer, I'm hosting Summer School. And in it, you'll get extra support applying the energized content to your business so that by the end of the summer, you'll know how to use the entire social selling model. If you want training and systems to make the most of the social selling model so that it will bring you results even when you want to take time off, and if you want support and coaching to develop consistent habits and be able to apply the systems so that you can build a successful direct sales business in the nooks and crannies of your life, then enroll in the Energized Summer School. If you start now, imagine the momentum that you'll build going into the fall. It's just $7 a month and you can cancel anytime. So go to kellynorthcott.com slash energize to learn more and sign up or send me a DM if you have any questions.